which is a there's I'm going to read more than what's on our verse sheet from Genesis just to give a little more of the context. Okay. And Jehovah appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and there were three men standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them, and he bowed down to the earth and said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass on from your servant. Please let a little water be fetched, and do wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And let me fetch a morsel of bread that you may sustain yourselves. After that, you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, prepare three measures of fine flour, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant. And he hurried to prepare it. And he took curds and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set them before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. And they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, there in the tent. And he said, I will certainly, and he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And then Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and advanced in age, and it had ceased to be with Sarah according to the manner of women. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have become old, Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, also being old? And Jehovah said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a child when I am old? Is anything too marvelous for Jehovah? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. And the men rose up from there and looked down upon Sodom. And Abraham walked with them to send them away. And Jehovah said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Since Abraham will indeed become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him to keep the way of Jehovah by doing righteousness and justice, that Jehovah may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken concerning him. And Jehovah said, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah, how great it is, and their sin, how very heavy it is. I shall go down and see whether they have done all together according to its outcry, which has come to me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, while Abraham remained standing before Jehovah. Okay, so in this little, this, this portion we can see the Lord Jehovah coming to Abraham as a mortal man, of one, as one of three men, and just having an extended period of fellowship with Abraham there under a tree, eating together, Abraham washing their feet, and, then ju and just conversing as, with one another. And as they're conversing, it's becoming increasingly clear to Abraham who he is conversing with. You know, even at first, probably Abraham wasn't so clear who, who these men were. 
But as soon as the Lord began to speak to him about Sarah, his wife, about the promise concerning Isaac, you know, Abraham became clear, this is the Lord, this is Jehovah. But it's not the God of glory. It's not the most high God coming to me. This is Jehovah coming to me as a man, one who I can just eat with, one who I can converse with and have fellowship with in a very sweet and intimate and relaxing kind of way. And um, this is just really sweet, really precious, a precious exchange. You know, um, later in, in the book of James, this is on your verse sheet. Why don't I just, if y'all could just read along with me, uh, I'll read to you James 2.23. And scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So here, Abraham is referred to as the friend of God. Well, how could Abraham be God's friend? It was because God came to Abraham in the form of a mortal man and, and, and met Abraham where Abraham was on the human level. And in such a way, Abraham could be God's friend. Uh, isn't that sweet? That we can be God's friend. In other words, we can be ones who have intimate, ongoing, constant fellowship with the Lord. Um, I don't know, maybe for a minute I could, I could ask you guys, um, you know, we, we've all had friends, right? Close, close intimate friends. Uh, when you think of a friend that you've had, maybe, or that you have currently, what are some of the characteristics that, or, you know, what characterized your friendship? Maybe you could just mention some things. Don't be shy. What makes a friend a really good, intimate friend? Maybe nobody has friends. <laughs> Maybe nobody has friends. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Spending time together. Hanging out. Spending time together, definitely. Comfort. Comfort? One yeah. who listens. Sorry? One who listens. Yeah, one who listens. It's good. What else do you look for in a close, intimate friend? He has to be trustworthy. Trustworthy. Uh, someone you can confide in. Yeah, that's a big one. And that goes along with being trustworthy, right? Someone that's funny. Yeah. Funny? funny. <laughs> yep. Well, you could probably say a lot, right? Um, but I, I think um, a friend, a good friend is really a special relationship. And it's um, someone that we can confide in, like the sister said, someone that we trust and um, we can open to, we can, we can even open our heart to. And um, someone who cares for what we care for, cares for what concerns us, 
And this is kind of what you could see in this, in this exchange between the Lord and Abraham. Just a, you know, at one point, um, verse 17, the Lord said, this is after they had already risen up to go and were walking. Abraham was kind of escorting them out, walking them, walking them on their way, seeing them on their way. And, and, the, and Jehovah said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? So the Lord had such a sweet relationship with Abraham that he, he couldn't hide what was in his heart. He just had to share it with Abraham. Because God had a need at this time. And I don't know, Matt, are y'all going to get into the next, uh, get into this, the glorious intercession next week? Are y'all going to be able to get into that? Nope. We're blowing okay. super fast through Genesis. Yep. Yep. Well, basically, the Lord needed somebody to join him in praying for Lot, who was in captivity. Or you could say he was in captivity. He was, he was in Sodom this evil place. And so the Lord was seeking a friend, someone who he could open his heart to about Lot, who, who he knew would join him to pray for Lot. Because this is how God operates. He doesn't do things directly. He, de he depends on man to pray for his will to be done on earth. And but who is open? Who is a friend of God whom God can open his heart to concerning his interest, concerning his will on earth? Well, here, the Lord Jehovah had a friend in Abraham, one who he couldn't, he couldn't keep anything from Abraham. You just get this sense. He couldn't keep anything from Abraham because there was such an intimacy between God and Abraham. He just had to open up what was on his heart. Um, and sure enough, he, he did open up to Abraham concerning Sodom, and he did it in a very mysterious way. He didn't say, yes, yeah, Sodom is this evil, disgusting place, and I'm going to destroy it with fire and brimstone, but I've got this, I've got one of, you know, your relatives, one of my people there, Lot is there with his family, and I don't want him to get destroyed in the process, so we need to get him out of there. You know, it wasn't a direct kind of a thing. It was a very mysterious conversation that followed, but Abraham was, he knew exactly what, what the Lord was saying. He, he, he was in, in tune with his friend, and they even had a prolonged discussion about Lot without ever even mentioning Lot's name. There was a kind of almost a negotiation that went on between these two friends. Um, and what was really sweet is that this wasn't, you know, sometimes people read that exchange, which I didn't read here, but, you know, I think most of y'all are probably familiar. It was, it was like, um, you know, he begins and says, are you going to indeed destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there's 50 righteous. And then from 50... He gets down to, uh, what does he say, 45. And then he just continues less and less. But ultimately, he's not, he wasn't arguing with the Lord. Really, 
he was just praying according to the Lord's will. This wasn't man trying to change God's will. No, this was man joining himself to God's will. God fully wanted to deliver a lot from Sodom, but he needed a man to pray for this. And he found that man in Abraham. So there's just this, I, I don't know, I'm just so touched by this example, this picture again from the Old Testament, that this could be my relationship. This can be our relationship with the Lord Jesus in our daily living um, as, as we are fellowshipping with him in an ongoing way. He can just be free to open up his heart to us, you know, um, how, how wonderful if he could say, shall I hide from Carlos what I am about to do? You know, I hope he could say, shall, shall I hide from Daniel what I'm about to do? You know, um, we need to be such ones. We need to be ones who have such an intimate, uh, fellowship with the Lord so that he just has to open his heart to us and he has to confide in us what what he wants to do knowing that we're going to join our will to his will and intercede for that so so one matter i kind of got got ahead but of myself but one matter in our in our when we have this kind of relationship with the lord on a human level just this fellowship in an ongoing way uh intimate fellowship where we open to him and he opens to us what happens is the lord will open his heart to us and we'll be able to pray according to his heart. And I know we all want that. We all want to pray that in a way that matches God's heart. But also in this portion, through this uh, fellowship, two other matters were revealed. And this is something really sweet. This is always in our experience with the Lord when we have fellowship with him in this kind of way. Two matters are always revealed. One, he always reveals the birth of Isaac, which is a type and a picture of the bringing forth of Christ in us. Isaac is a type of Christ, and the, and the Lord's desire is to bring forth Christ in all of us, and that Christ would come, at, come into every element of our being, every element of our life, that Christ would be brought forth in our in our work life that christ would be brought forth in our uh school life and that christ would be brought forth in our family life in our marriage um even in our church life that christ would come forth so and you can see this again in this exchange between abraham and and jehovah there was the revelation concerning the birth of isaac so whenever we have this fellowship with the Lord, what comes out, what is revealed is Christ must increase. Christ must increase, Nam. Christ must increase, Emily, right? In our experience, in our, you know, in your experience as a student at AM, Christ needs to increase. Christ needs to come forth more and more. And how does that happen? It's by this fellowship with the Lord. It's by fellowshipping with Him. And interacting with him on the human level just in an intimate way just being fully open fully open to him you know he's one on one hand this is about his he's opening his heart to abraham but we can open up our heart to him 
I appreciate. I don't know maybe how comfortable I would feel opening my heart to the God of glory, you know, uh, telling him about all my pitiful problems and, and, and anxieties and, and jealousies and stress and all the things that are troubling me. Maybe I wouldn't feel so comfortable, but I appreciate the Lord visits us in such a sweet, tender way. Here is Abraham just sitting in the, the heat of the day, trying to get some shade in the door of his tent. And the Lord just comes to him in a very human way. And even, even Abraham is able to feed and, and supply the Lord himself uh, with food and uh, rest. So this is how the Lord comes to us. And I'm so thankful for that because that's where I'm at. You know, I'm just like Abraham, just trying to avoid the sun. You know, um, my job is stressful a lot of times, um, issues with employees. And, um, and then I have three boys and they've, they've always got their issues going on. And then I've got my wife and my two dogs and, um, life. There's just lots of things that, you know, pull at me and distract me. And you guys are the same. I know, you know, you've got all these things in your life pulling at you, big decisions ahead, trying to figure out what you're going to do, the big tests coming up, um, trying to balance work with school. And these are just where we are. And the Lord very much wants to come to us and visit us in those situations um, and reveal himself to us. And and, you know, he wants to be brought forth in all of those situations. Um, so, you know, and then, okay, so that's on the positive side. On the positive side, Jehovah revealed to Abraham the bringing forth of Isaac. So in our experience, this is the Lord revealing to us through fellowship, the coming forth of Christ, that Christ could be everything in our life. And then on the negative side, really, and this, they go hand in hand on the negative side, the other matter that was revealed to Abraham was what? The destruction of Sodom. Um, and this, of course, in our experience, this is just the destruction of sin. So on one hand, positively, the Lord uh, reveals to us Christ uh, to be everything to us in all of our situations. And on the negative side, the Lord reveals the need for sin to be destroyed so that Christ can be everything. And really, uh, you, you know, check your experience. How can, how can we, how can sin be destroyed in our experience if we don't have Christ being brought forth? You know, um, it's impossible. Uh, if you take Christ away in my daily experience, I am just sin. I'm, I'm just a sin factory. Um, I'm losing my temper with my kids. I'm, I'm um, unrighteous in dealings with my employees. I'm a bad husband. I'm just, I'm just one sin after another, you know. Um, and those are just the outward things. Then there's all the inward things. So what do, what, what do I need? I need Christ brought forth in me you know, um, in my job and in my family life and in, and in um, just all the different areas. And the more that I'm enjoying Christ, the more I'm fellowshipping with him uh, in this kind of human way, in an ongoing way, through the word, through the fellowship with the other believers, the more Christ is coming forth and the more Sodom in me, sin in me is being destroyed. And, uh, and this is wonderful. 
um, I think we all want Sodom to be destroyed in us, right? These, these, all the sins, the things that make us so sad in our life, the jealousy and the, the, um, just the, the lustful things and, and all these dark things, we want that to be destroyed, but for that to happen, we need Christ to be brought forth. So I'm just encouraged getting into this, that daily, I just want to have this intimate fellowship with the Lord on a human level through the word, just opening up the word, praying, um, letting the Lord shine on me. And then, it, you know, it, at work, you know, the Lord visits me sometimes. And I'm sure, you know, as a student, doesn't the Lord sometimes just visit you while you're there doing your thing and just come to you in a very uh, intimate human way and just say, that's not Christ. That's not Christ, you know, and you just say, amen, Lord, that's right. This is me. This is not Christ. Lord, I just need you. I need you to destroy that in me and I need you to come forth in me. And I just appreciate that so much. Such a help when I'm dealing with my wife. Sometimes the Lord will just in a very sweet way, just say. For me to live is Christ, you know, remind me of Galatians 2.20. Two minute warning. Oh, good, good. So and I'm, I'm almost done. So um, anyway, I, I just appreciate the encouragement from Genesis 18 that we can be ones who live in a constant fellowship with the Lord on, in such a, on such a human level. And what comes out of that is Christ comes forth and Sodom is destroyed and the Lord is able to open up what's on his heart and we can join him and pray for his will to be done on earth. So that is my, that is my enjoyment to, sh to share with you all from Christ in Genesis 18.